Welcome in, Michigan State hockey fans. My name is Brad LaPlante, and I am here to start something new. We are doing a solo-ish type podcast that is exclusively focused on Michigan State hockey. Uh, everything that you could ask for and more, there's going to be an emphasis on recruiting. Uh, just news and, and stuff and where and where this team is sort of headed and uh, offseason transactions that they're uh, that they're they're focusing in on right so um, obviously recruiting is gonna be big uh, big part of this show as well um, but today I just wanted to sort of introduce and move into what this show is really going to be about but most of the time it's just gonna be me at my desk you know con- contributing to you guys what is actually happening around the MSU program. Uh, but let's start with this week. Um, Michigan State comes in with a very, very, very uh, underwhelming expectation uh, against Notre Dame. I'm not sure that I expected Michigan State actually to advance, maybe win a game or uh, but not two, definitely not two. I wasn't sure that Michigan State could win two against Notre Dame, but they do it. And on top of that, it's crazy. They won uh, a, 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 a round in the tournament. They won a Big Ten round, which is the first time they've won a Big Ten game since the inception of the tournament back in 2013-2014. And also, it is the first time that Michigan State has advanced beyond a playoff round since the 2013 CCHA uh, tournament when they defeated Alaska 2 to 1. So, uh it was it was very exciting actually. I I'm not I can't say that I'm surprised, but it is impressive because notably Michigan State came in and took two games basically from a team that they should have beaten. Right. And Michigan State did not have too big of a road record. Uh, You know, I I think they were maybe, I don't know, um, got very average on the road, you know, whereas at home they they were very strong throughout most of the season. Right. And, And whereas on the road, not so much. So you were like, will they, won't they sort of advance against a team that, again, I thought that Michigan State was better than because Notre Dame has been dealing with injuries. The biggest uh, asset that Notre Dame has is Ryan Bischel and, you know, their goalie. Right. And so it's uh, it's interesting. Right. And and so you have a Notre Dame team who can't score very well. They um, have a very good defense. But um, Michigan State ends their season because Michigan State is the better team. And I think that that's very promising when you go into games uh, that you should win and you end up winning them. So Michigan State, um, very impressive stuff. Uh, now 16 in the pairwise. So what does their what do their NCAA tournament projections look like? Well, it's not good. So just to kind of explain this lightly, uh, Michigan State would basically need to beat Minnesota to get into the NCAA tournament because all of the men's hockey tournament seeding is determined by computer projections. So, in other words, it's not like 
there is some sort of committee who ranks every team. You know, it's all done based on a computer similar to the basketball net rankings, except obviously there is some sort of selection show with basketball and there's more teams and it's it, it gets a little bit more complicated. But again, with, with hockey, it's very straightforward. If you, you know, either win your conference or if you're in the top uh, seating, you know, like uh, 16 teams make the tournament right or you have to win your conference. Um, right now, the Atlantic Hockey Conference does not have a uh, team in the in the top 16. So Michigan State would basically need to be at number 15 or higher, assuming that another team doesn't take a spot like, say, Northern Michigan. If, if Northern Michigan wins the CCHA, then that's another spot, and they would have to move up to number 14, and that would hurt uh, Michigan State's chances. Um, I don't think that Northern Michigan would win. They would have to get past Michigan Tech, who certainly looks better. Um, but again, anything is possible at this point. So really, it's... Um, it's a lot of hoping. If Michigan State does not beat Minnesota, they won't go down too much, but they definitely won't advance um, unless a lot of teams lose around them. So that's kind of where we're at right now is basically uh, Michigan State controls their own fate, right? So they win, they get in, they don't, they don't. So, uh, or, or it's, it's very, very, very hard to do so, and I'm basically ruling it out at this point. So that's just my uh, opinion. Um, but other than that, I mean, Adam Nightingale spoke today. It was interesting because it's very rare for Michigan State's hockey coach to give two weekday press conferences, but he gave one this morning before Tom Izzo at Breslin, uh, basically talking about how big the win was and and everything like that. And then and then he'll have an, an additional press conference on Wednesday uh, with players as well. So. Um, again, very rare. I guess that just speaks the fact that he's giving two press conferences, like the Monday after the win, two press conferences this week, uh, kind of speaks to the volume of importance that this is for the Michigan State program. Like, I mean, Michigan State women's soccer had a massive comeback in terms of they haven't really been great as of late, right? And so now you have, um, uh, the hockey team is also doing, you know, great things. And you have a, a but like the gymnastics team is doing great things. I think that the, the hockey team and not to, and not to sort of, um, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm making it a sex thing because that's definitely not like, I'm not trying to undermine what the importance of the women's soccer team is, but it feels like Michigan state should innately be a hockey school. And the fact that they have been so down and out for so long has been sort of um, not good, right? So so that's, I guess, again, that's just where I'm at. And um, I, I don't know. It's exciting. Michigan State's uh, record was, I mean, they, they were 500, but they were great. The only team that they really didn't compete against was Minnesota, who they have to play this weekend. And that's going to be like a whole thing. And my preview comes out with rivals this week, so... Uh, really, it's going to be a tough test. It's going to be a tough test to beat Minnesota. But Adam Nightingale said himself, he was like, if, uh, if Michigan State loses this weekend, so be it, 
right? Like his his mantra was basically like Michigan State. Ha- this team has a lot to be proud of, and I mean, you talk about the recruiting that's come in, the 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 transfers, Dylan Saint Cyr, Miroslav Muka, like these guys that that have been great additions, supplemental additions. Underwood hasn't been on the score sheet, but he's been a big contributor on defense, right? along with Cole Krieger, Christian Krieger, these veteran guys that have been sort of with the team for for all these losing seasons under Danton Cole. And then you have um, sort of a... Uh, renaissance for for some of these for some of these players. Um, I think of uh, Jagger Joshua, who led the team in goals during the regular season, or Nicholas Mueller, right, where he is, you know, hasn't been made the most impact in the in the regular season before, but this year he led the team in points with like twenty nine, right? So you have these 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 players who under Adam Nightingale are making so much more of a difference to this team and contributing so much more, right? And another another interesting thing was like Carson Dorwart, right? Like Carson Dorwart comes in and he's only added for center depth. Like Michigan State just needed a center. And he comes in and he's one of the best players top line forward, right? Like that's the level of difference, right? The difference making coaching that has taken place here, not just by Adam Nightingale, but by Mike Towns and Jared DeMichael as well. So um, very exciting stuff that's happening in East Lansing regarding hockey and a lot to be excited about. Um, With that, though, I did want to lead in to what I am going to talk about next, which is actually an interview with Trey Augustine that I did late last year. Um, Trey Augustine is a recruit who flipped from Michigan last August uh, after shortly after Mel Pearson was fired as the head coach at Michigan um, it's 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 sort of a mess over there but the good news is that Michigan State might get a top goalie right so now they have one of the better goalies in the uh, NHL draft coming up too so Trey Augustine right now is currently with the National Team Development Program with Team USA down in Plymouth. Um, He's originally from South Lyon, Michigan. He is projected to be one of the top goalies taken in the 2023 NHL entry draft. He might go number one. The only question about him really is his size, and that's only from an NHL perspective. Goalies usually, um, in today's NHL, typically you'd like to see a goalie that's 6'3", 6'4", whereas Trey Augustine is only 6'1", not not at all as small as Dylan St. Cyr is, being that he's 5'8", but uh, Trey Augustine will have no problem with size at the college level, of course. It's only for the NHL that that uh, concern comes to mind. So, uh, I mean, he's almost like his save percentage at the uh the, the U18 team um, right now is 926, which would I think is good for second all time among NTDB goalies. So you have a guy coming in who's going to be a beast. He is the Michigan State goalie of the future, and we have a lot to be excited for. So and without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to the interview that I did with him. I sat down with him last year, and I um, 
I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with what I see. I'm really impressed with um, just not only that, but just what he's done at the World Junior Championships, too. So, uh, Trey Augustine, a goalie of the future, Michigan State, here you go. What made you decide to commit to Michigan State? Oh, yeah. I mean, just the whole staff that they brought in. You know, I was, had a good relationship with Coach Nightingale at the end of last season. And then when he got the job at Michigan State, I was mainly raised some flags of interest for me. So, And then obviously with Coach uh, DeMichael and Coach Townsend as well coming on the staff. And then strength coach Will Morlock, who was at the national program with me my first year and then just a kind of easy decision for me. You mentioned Nightingale and, and um, I've heard Will Morlock's name been thrown around too. How important is familiarity when you're moving up through the ranks as an amateur prospect? I mean it's huge and you know, just being able to know like kind of what you're getting to and then what like the practices and the preparations that you like you know it's, it's a huge part of it and I'm just really excited to get back with that so it'll be fun you just came back from the world juniors uh you know representing team usa um how was that like that i mean that must be an epic feeling definitely i mean there's nothing like that tournament just being able to go there and represent my country it's just an honor hockey in general is there's a lot that goes into you know the the nhl draft and preparing for that what's that like as a as a um you know as a prospect where you, you know, don't necessarily get to, um, how am I trying to say this? You know, you get drafted and then you might not be on the team or see, you know, sign a contract for, for a couple or a few years. Um, what's that like, I guess, do you even worry about it or, or how is that, how has that been for you? Yeah, there's definitely just a lot of noise going on this year for me. Just you know, a whole bunch of kids on my team with the upcoming draft and just got to try and Black belt out because at the end of the day, like the draft's cool, but it really doesn't even guarantee you an opportunity to play in the NHL. So that's just a really small part of it. And just, there's a bigger picture behind it. How challenging is it to, uh, you know, f see that bigger picture and see, you know, because again, like, uh, I mean, it's like baseball, right? The road is so long or can be sometimes. Yeah, you just gotta just every day, like, just come in there knowing, like, it's just a process and then. You just can't cheat and expect everything to happen overnight. It's, it's a long journey, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for taking the few minutes to do this. I really appreciate it, and good luck. Yeah, thank you.